Welcome to Catch the Fire Toronto's weekly sermon podcast. This message was recorded live at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto, Canada. We hope you enjoy it. It's so tempting to give in to consuming content. And we're not doing church just because we want to create more content. If we're doing church with what is given to us, the technology we have to gather as passionate about Jesus and to gather around the presence. You know, I love the King David in the, in the, in the Old Testament who he fought for the presence of God and to gather around his presence and the Holy Spirit, the most precious gift that has been given to us to be with us on earth today. And we want to make whoa, room for you to do whatever you want to do this morning. <laughs> so it's between you and God right now. It's between you and God because the, the, the word I hear in my spirit, it's hope. This world needs hope. And this hope has to come from our Creator. And because we have relationship with our Creator, we are the hope for this world. Wow! So connect with your Creator this morning and surrender to Him. Ask Him to speak into you, to speak into your heart, to speak into your spirit. It's not entertainment here. It's gathering around a real person, the person of the Holy Spirit. It's the most precious gift that has been given to us to be with us on earth right now. Jesus went back to the Father and he said, it's better for us to, it's better for him to go. And he said, but wait, I won't leave you as often, but my Father will send the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth. And I can feel how eager He is to come and encounter us. And the only one who can come in the way between you and, and, and the Holy Spirit is, is just yourself. I can't force you to do anything, but I can tell you it is available to you as you, as you give your life to Jesus, as you, as you accept the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, then you have access to the Holy Spirit. This morning, as, whoa, as we let the Holy Spirit and we want to let Him flow and do whatever He wants to do this morning, we surrender to you, Holy Spirit. And we say that without you, there's nothing. I just want to say that we, we agree as a team, whoa, as a leadership team here that we want this morning to facilitate the Holy Spirit to flow. If, if the leadership team want to come in or the host or the worship leader band want to come at any time, you welcome guys as you, as you feel the Holy Spirit prompting you to interrupt anything. We want to be leaning on the Holy Spirit. Ow! And as we keep going, I can feel the fire of the Holy Spirit, but I can feel His passion to encounter us. And I, I encourage you not to switch into spectator mode, not to switch into 
consumerism where you, you just try to see what's going to happen. But for you to connect with that beautiful person of the Holy Spirit, I want you to give some, some, um, thoughts I felt the Holy Spirit giving to me for, for this morning. But as I share, I, I encourage you to close your eyes, to stretch out your hands as a posture of welcoming the Holy Spirit. And I want you to lead us into receiving Him more. I want to look at who is the Holy Spirit. I want to see what, what holds us back from welcoming Him. But I want us to run after Him, to welcome Him more. He is my hope for a transformer world. And today is available for each one of us. So connect with him, welcome him again. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we, we welcome you. And, and today we're gonna, wow, we're gonna speak about the Holy Spirit being, um, the Holy Spirit is like a wind. What the, what the Bible speaks about the Holy Spirit being like a wind. And I want to, wow, I want to start with a quote that gives us some um, framework about what we want to do as a community, what we want to do this morning, and is uh, this amazing, uh, amazing theologian who, who said, um, his name is Tozer, if you don't know him, um, he said, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on. And wow, no one would know the difference. If the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did would stop. And everybody would know the difference. And this is such a challenging quote that I, I'm, I'm starting with to provoke each one of us. Um, this statement is about the church and we are here as a church, but let's make that statement as a personal statement. Would I know when the Holy Spirit moves or when it doesn't move? In the New Testament, the, 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 the church, when it started, if the Holy Spirit didn't move, everybody could tell. But today, when the Holy Spirit is not moving, we have our plan, we have our, our, our agenda, we want to do things to be done a certain way, and we lose the flexibility of letting him lead. Mel started this meeting saying, the Holy Spirit is a guide, is, is a leader. He wants to lead us in the truth. But if we don't let him lead us, who is leading then? We are leading ourselves. And that's, the, the, that's what I'm getting at today through this talk. And I want us to pursue what is it like to be led by the Holy Spirit. So as we... As we keep going, again, I'm going to remind you throughout the talk to stretch out your hands, to posture yourself, to welcome the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I'm going after the fact that we like to do things our ways, that we like to, to have our plan, our, our, our way to do things, and we forget to lean on the Holy Spirit. So throughout this talk, throughout this morning, would you just take time? If you need to lay down where you are, if you need to do something that helps you connect with him, just do it. Because we want you to connect with that beautiful person of the Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. Tell him you love him. Take a deep breath. Breathe him in and breathe out. 
any fear, anything that affected you today. We don't want just to do church today. We want to gather as a community around God among us. Yeah. And the theme of the talk today is the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is like a wind. And I, I want to look at two uh, passages, two verses that mention the Holy Spirit being like a wind. And as you listen to them, I want you to start to think, what is the wind about? What is the wind like? What does he inspire me um, in my heart when I think of the wind? In Acts 2, verse two, in the book of, um, it's there, it's Luke who is writing and he said, suddenly a sound like a violent rushing wind blowing came from heaven and filled the entire house where they were sitting. It's when the, on the Pentecost day, when the Holy Spirit came, he came like a strong rushing wind. And I like the word suddenly. They were waiting for him as we are waiting right now for the Holy Spirit to, to come stronger, to come more, to welcome him more. And suddenly, he came like a rushing wind. And even the word rushing showed the intention of the Holy Spirit. He could not wait to be released by the Father. That as soon as the Father said, Holy Spirit, now is your, is your, is your time, you can go. He rushed towards where the Father appointed him to go in the upper room. You can hear and get to know the Holy Spirit. His heart is to rush to come and encounter us. Ooh. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. And the... The second verse I want to look at is in John 3, verse 8. And it's John who described the wind blows wherever it will. And you hear the sound he makes, but do not know where it comes from or where it is. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. <laughs> yeah. As a people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, Life is an adventure where we don't know where the Spirit is coming from and we don't know where He's leading us, but we lean on Him, trust Him to lead us. And I want to spend more time on this verse because it's, it's when I think of the wind outside when we when you walk outside and the wind is blowing on your face, in your hair, when you think of it, you don't know where it's coming from and you don't know where it's going. Wow, so what does he, what does he speak to you about? That God will speak about the Holy Spirit as a wind that we don't know where it's coming from, we don't know where it's going. And in my heart, what he speaks about is that the wind can be very powerful on a, in a, when there's a tornado, that rushing wind, can nothing can stand against it. 
So start to connect with him. Oh, Holy Spirit, we invite you to blow in our lives with power. Not that we can stand. <laughs> Not that we can control. That our human plan will be blown away, going in pieces all over the place. That only what you put in our lives will stand. Come, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is powerful, is invisible. There's no description on how the Holy Spirit looked like in the Bible. We can picture how Jesus looked like. We can picture how a father looked like. But we can't picture the Holy Spirit. And I think it's intentional because the way we, we call to relate to the Holy Spirit is not as a person that we can see with our eyes, but as someone we can experience inside of us and among us. So Holy Spirit, come. We want to experience you this morning. And we try to look with our eyes, how can I connect with that person? But it's someone that you have to experience. Yeah. The wind, we don't know where it's coming from, we don't know where it's going, and that speaks to me about the Holy Spirit is unpredictable. You, know, you, you can't anticipate and control what he's going to do. You have to lean on him and to let him guide you. Yeah. And the last word I have on my heart that is very, the, the main one I want to focus on is that the Holy Spirit is sovereign. You can't control him. Oh, and as our founding pastors, John and Carol, like to say is that in the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of self-control is not for you to control the Holy Spirit. He's like a wind. You cannot control him. Self-control is for you to control yourself from sinning. I'm quoting them there. But we, we often hear, why are you guys on the floor crazy or manifesting when we feel the wind of the Holy Spirit? It's because we don't want to control him. We want to let him influence us. Because the Bible doesn't speak about controlling the Holy Spirit, but to lean on him. And the beautiful things about the Holy Spirit being sovereign is that um, even if he can do whatever he pleases, whatever he wants to do, he's never going to force you to do anything. He's looking for hearts who are willing to welcome him and to let him move in us and among us. He's looking for hungry hearts. And that's my call for you today is how hungry are you? As this month we come as a community to say, Holy Spirit, we need more of you. I'm calling each one of us to lean on him, to welcome him, and to push aside any distractions or any, any blockages that hold us back from letting him move in us and through us. When Jesus left, he prepared his disciple and he said, I will send you the counselor. My father will send the counselor, the spirit of truth. And he will guide you in the truth. 
But if we don't want to be guided, if we don't want Him, we, we cannot follow the Holy Spirit and let Him shine through us. So the Holy Spirit is sovereign, but doesn't mean He's going to do whatever He wants in, the ter in terms of he's, gonna, he's not going to force you to do anything. The same way that Jesus, um, God is almighty, but He doesn't force us to do anything because He is love. So He wants to work with our will. Do you want Jesus in your life? Do you want relationship with God? He paid the price for you to have relationship with God. In Jesus, by grace, you can have relationship with the creator of the universe as you accept the sacrifice of Jesus in your life, for your life. God gave you a choice. God gave us a choice. In the same way, the Holy Spirit is almighty, but he's not going to force himself onto you. He's, he's looking for your heart. Do you want the help of God in your, in your life? So I identify two, whoa, two main blockages that hold us back from receiving the Holy Spirit, from letting Him flow through us. And this morning, I want us to look at these two blockages and to, and to remove them from our lives, to let the Holy Spirit flow in us. I'm, I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, that you will encounter us as we come together and remove blockages in our hearts and you encounter us in a new depth and that you will remove any influence from the spirit of this world, that we will leave uh, to this meeting together refreshed and connected to you and inspired by you. And in the Holy Spirit, this fullness of peace, of joy, of love. So I bless you right now to receive the Holy Spirit, to, to, to surrender to him, and to receive the fullness of joy that he has for you. And so I want you to look at two main blockages and, and that he identify. And, and first one, um, it's the fact not to know the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we, we know the Father, you know, or at least let's start with Jesus. If you're Christian, it's because you know Jesus and you look at the Bible and there's a lot of descriptions about how Jesus is, what he looked like. Yeah. And he um, is that Jewish man that was fully God and fully man. And you read the scripture, the Bible, and you can get to know Jesus really well. It's easy to picture him. It's, it's intentionally because everything starts with Jesus. But once you met Jesus... Jesus wants to lead you to the Father. And the Father, you can get to know him. We all have a perception of what a father looks like. And sadly for some of us, it's not a good picture of a father, depending on your experience of a father on, on earth, your earthly father. But that's a different topic. But it's easier to picture what a father looks like. But the Holy Spirit, I think it's Francis Chan who said, he has a book titled, The Holy Spirit, The Unknown God. The unknown God is very, it's very true that as Christians, I mean, too many Christians who don't know who is the Holy Spirit, or at least they, they have an idea of him, but they, we don't know what the scripture says about him. And yet, my hope for 
our lives, for us as a community, for your personal life, for my personal life, my only hope is actually that I have two main hopes. And the two of them are a gift from the Father. The first, my first hope is Jesus, his sacrifice on the cross. And it's a gift of the Father who said, I, I, I gave my only son. He so loved the world that he gave his only son for whoever believe in him won't perish. That's my hope for this world. Accepting Jesus, having reconciliation with God. My second hope is that Jesus himself said, it's better for me to go back to the Father because my Father will send the Holy Spirit. Again, we see the Father giving us something. He gave us Jesus, and then we see the Father giving the Holy Spirit. And that gift is a gift of God for the Holy Spirit to be among us. And we don't know the Holy Spirit for a few reasons, and I'm just going to touch on, on one thing, is that we can relate to Jesus because he's limited in space and in time. But the Holy Spirit, we are like, how is he a person when he lives in everybody all at the same time? But if Jesus said it's better for him to go, it's because it was better for him to go back to the Father to send the Holy Spirit who could be in everybody all at the same time. And that's why, even through the internet, the Holy Spirit can flow and can minister to each one of us. In the school of ministry at the moment, wow, we do the school a lot online, and we see miracles after miracles of the Holy Spirit ministering to students online. And I'm praying for you even online today, that you will feel the flow of the Holy Spirit as we gather together. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're not limited in space and in time, but you could be everywhere all at the same time. So knowing, yeah, the Holy Spirit as a person, a lot of people struggle with the idea of seeing him as a person. How can he be a person? And there's an old teaching you can find uh, on our channel who explain the Holy Spirit as a person. So I'm not going to unpack all of that today, but, but he's a person you can relate to him. He's not a thing to be used. He's a person to have fellowship with. And Holy Spirit asks you right now to come and to help us have fellowship with you, to connect with you. We want to get to know you, Holy Spirit. Because, you know, the, most you, the, the more you get to know someone, the more you can trust that person, and the most, the most you can um, have friendship and relationship with that person. And here's the thing. With the Holy Spirit, he's like a friend that is with us on earth today. And as you develop friendship with him, he's going to start to have influence on you. Whoa! As the Holy Spirit, you have communion with him, it's like in the natural when you have friendship with someone else, like think of your best friend. The more you spend time with that person, the more you're going to pick up stuff from that person, become a bit more like them. And they're going to pick up some stuff from you. You influence each other. The same way with the Holy Spirit. When you develop friendship and fellowship with Him, you're going to see the fruit of the Spirit growing in you. And the main, I would say, the fruit of the Spirit are... Love, joy, peace.
peace, patience, perseverance, self-control. You have nine fruit of them, I'm blinking. But the, the love, joy, and peace, just think of these three if you get those. Fullness of love is love. Holy Spirit, you are love. You are peace and you are joy. Whoa, would you, would you think that if your best friend is fullness of love, fullness of joy, fullness of peace, that you will, be, you will make a contrast in this world, that you will contrast with, with the world? So Holy Spirit, we need you to have fellowship with us this morning. Whoa, blow on us the way you want to blow on us. We surrender to you. You know, when we speak about that beautiful person of the Holy Spirit being love, joy, and kindness, and perseverance, and all of that, what he requires from you to be influenced by him is to surrender to him, to welcome him, to want fellowship with him. But the second thing I, I, I find that is coming in the way um, is our need for independence. We want to do things our ways. And then let me just add one thing on, the, on knowing the Holy Spirit. We struggle to understand who is the Holy Spirit, yet the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. If you love Jesus, you will love the Holy Spirit. If you love Jesus, you will love the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus did and said to his disciples before leaving. To comfort them, he spoke about the Holy Spirit, he introduced the Holy Spirit, and he made connection between his life, what he, the, the teaching he gave, and the Holy Spirit to, to help the disciple to recognize the Holy Spirit. When he will come, you will know because you've been with me. If you know Jesus, you know the Holy Spirit. Whoa, they're one with the Father. But let one, I, I want to make connections between Jesus and the Holy Spirit for you to see how, how they, they one. This, the thing that can be said about the relationship between the Father and Jesus can be said between the relationship between the Father and the Holy Spirit. In John 6, 3.16, as I said, the Father so loved the world that he sent his only Son. He sent Jesus. The Father sent Jesus. In John 14.16, it says that it's Jesus who said, the Father will send the Holy Spirit. Same thing. The Father sent Jesus. The Father sent the Holy Spirit. People relate to Jesus as a teacher. Rabbi is a teacher. In John 14, 26, Jesus speaks about the Holy Spirit as he will teach you all things. He is a teacher also. One exciting one is Jesus said only what he heard the Father saying. We see that in John 12, 49. Well, we see Jesus introducing the Holy Spirit in John 16, 13 by saying, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak of, on his own. He will speak only what he hears and 
he will tell you what is to come. The Holy Spirit, just like Jesus, wants to tell us what the Father is saying, what is Jesus saying. And the last one, just for fun, the world didn't recognize and accept Jesus. We see that in John 14, 18, himself said, the world didn't accept me and didn't welcome me. Well, in John 14, 17, we see Jesus speaking about the Holy Spirit saying, the world cannot see or accept the Spirit. And that's why this morning, my feeling during worship was, the Spirit of this world goes against the Spirit of God. And it's a call this morning, a, a, a reminder that as we come together, let's welcome the presence, let's welcome the Holy Spirit, let's lean on Him, because there's a contrast, it's day and night, between the presence of God and the spirit of this world. It's kind of like a, a call to, to, to look at our hearts. Did I, was I affected? Was I influenced by the spirit of this world? And my invitation to you today is like, what is the Holy Spirit doing right now? What is God doing in these times? Because God is moving. God has a purpose. God didn't give up on us. God is not far away. God died on the cross in Jesus to send the Holy Spirit to move among us, to move in us. And if we nurture ourselves with the spirit of this world, it's discouraging. But if we look and welcome the Holy Spirit, there's hope. There's a completely different way to think. He wants to renew our mind to see the same circumstances completely different than the world. So it's a call and invitation this morning to lean on the Holy Spirit. And we can't see him, he's like the wind, but he's blowing, let me tell you, he's blowing all over. But he's, he's looking for people who are willing to lean on him. Wow, so I'm, I want you to end with that second blockage I, I, I identify. When we speak about the Holy Spirit being like wind, it does speak to me about the Holy Spirit being sovereign, that he does whatever he wants to do, but it challenges me in my flesh because my flesh wants to have control, to know what's to come and to, to take matter in my own hands. And Paul speaks about the conflict between the spirit and the flesh and to live by the spirit, not by our flesh. And living by our spirit means that the Holy Spirit will guide us and we will submit to him. It's even mentioned in the Proverbs. Proverbs 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. Whoa. In all your ways, submit to him and it will make your path straight. <sighs> what a beautiful promise to lean on the Holy Spirit and it will make our path straight. We need you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to invite the, the worship team to come back uh, because that's what I want to minister into. And, and is that need for independence. And let me just mention another story in the Bible. Um, it's, uh, you all know that verse, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The context of that verse 
is, is a king, Zerubbabel, who is ruling over Jerusalem after, um, after Israel is back from captivity in Babylon. And Zechariah, the prophet, goes to the king and the mission of that king is to rebuild the temple, to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. And the prophet goes to the king and tells him, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Whoa, and I think that's a word for us today, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And most days we feel probably like a mess, you know, especially in the circumstances, like pieces, you know. That word is a promise that we will be, uh, the redemption of humanity is not going to happen by might or by power. The redemption of your life is going to happen by the Holy Spirit. We so need a move of the Holy Spirit. We need to lean on Him. And it requires from us to, to know that we can't do it with our own strength. We can't do it in our own might, in our own power. And that's the hardest thing for us because we like to do things our ways. We love being independent. Do you know why? Because in Genesis 3, when as human um, we fell, what we've done is God told us not to do one thing and we got tempted to do it. And why we chose to do it is because we thought that maybe God was not right. Maybe his intention was not the best for us. So we do things our ways. And that started, that's what um, tip us over the edge as a humanity into sin and separation from God is when we decided to think what God wants me to do or not to do is not for my best interest. So let me, let me do things my way. That thought is it's so strong in us today. We have our flesh. We're saying, yeah, God is saying that, but he, he doesn't have your best interest at heart. So take matter in your own hands. And this morning, what's burning inside of, of me is, is I feel God wanted to tell us Life feels chaotic. We've tried to do life, you know, by, by ourselves, with our own strength, without God. And today is an invitation that God made a plan of redemption for humanity. And as Christians, to be the solution for this world, we have to lean on the Holy Spirit. We have to let Him move in us. We have to, to admit we can't do it. We, we need Him. And we, because he's like a wind, we can't control him, but we have to surrender to him. He's sovereign and he's looking for hearts who are willing to surrender to him, to let him flow in us and among us. So that's a call to surrender this morning. Wow. And we don't want to rush. It can't be our program that we, we're all well in control here and we, we're going to run a church the way we think is best, as I read that quote at the beginning. Would you surrender to him? It's not, it's nothing to, to do with anyone else than you and him today.
He wants to give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. He's telling you, he's reminding you, I hope that you hear that this morning it's a message of hope, that the solution for your circumstances, for your own life, for your future, has been paid for, is available to you in Jesus, by faith, by grace in Jesus, you have access to the Holy Spirit. And he's the best friend you've been looking for, is fullness of joy, fullness of peace, fullness of love. And he can give you a different perspective on your circumstances. He can, he can shift everything in your life, but he's looking for a heart to surrender to him. He's not gonna force you to do anything. So as a community, Jesus, as a community, Holy Spirit, we need you, we surrender to you. And as you said, Father, that if we ask for bread, you're not gonna give us a stone. So we come to you, Father, ask for the Holy Spirit and that we're not gonna try to have everything in control to look good or to, to get men's approval or to fit in this world. We don't care if we look silly. We don't care if, whoa, if things doesn't go our way. All we need and all we want is you, Holy Spirit. So take a minute, just, if you want to, to stand where you are and just close your eyes and fix your eyes on Jesus and ask him, actually stand if you feel like he's helping you to connect with the Holy Spirit, but if it's better for you to sit or to lay down, do something that helps you to connect with that beautiful person of the Holy Spirit. And would you repeat that prayer after me? Look at Jesus because he's the one, it's easy to picture him, but would you look at Jesus and tell him, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, ow, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. For do th doing things my way. Doing things my way. I need you. I need you. And tell him that without him you can't do anything. I start to, that, that fellowship with the Holy Spirit, that fellowship with Jesus, start to talk to him and tell him, I need you. Surrender oh, I need you. is, I ask you to, that's the only thing we need to do is to oh, surrender, to say, Holy Spirit, without you, I can't do anything. If you think you can do something in your own strength, you're going to be able to achieve something, but it's not going to last for eternity. Only Him is in the move to bring redemption to humanity. He has to be by the Holy Spirit. And that posture of heart is, is my call to you today, is would you surrender to the Holy Spirit? We will take that posture of your heart to say, without you, it's worth nothing. Whatever I do will be worth nothing. I need you, Holy Spirit. I need you. And don't, don't even come with an agenda to surrender for him to bring healing or to do anything. Just welcome him to enjoy his presence. Here's a provo provoking thought as you're, for some of you, as I as we make room for the Holy Spirit. 
is that I know that some of us believe that the Holy Spirit fellowship or relationship with the Holy Spirit is optional. <laughs> I know you're probably thinking, I have Jesus, why would I need the Holy Spirit? Whoa! Well, because without the Holy Spirit, you can't know Jesus. Without fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you can't know the Father. I get told so many times, why you focus on the Holy Spirit is all about Jesus. Yes, Jesus' passion is to reveal the Father and, it's, and He said it's better for Him to go to send the Holy Spirit. He's the one among us and in us. And the passion of the Holy Spirit is to reveal Jesus. So you can't have fellowship with Jesus if you don't have the Holy Spirit. So we need you, Holy Spirit to make the reality of Jesus more real in us, the reality of the cross more real in our lives. We surrender to you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, we like our plans. We like our way to do things. I want you we're going to transition into one song where during that song I ask you to, to fix your eyes on Jesus and to sing with all of your heart and as you sing I would like you to to surrender your heart to the Holy Spirit and at the end of this the song we're not going to rush we're going to make space for you to to let the wind of the Holy Spirit blow on you. And as you let Him blow on you, I remind you, you cannot control the Holy Spirit. All you can do is to surrender yourself to Him and to see what He wants to do, how He wants to do it. It's hard to do when you're used to, to be in control. So let's sing that song together. Oh, blow. Mighty breath of God, move upon this place. Oh, mighty breath of God. In power and grace, streams of mercy flow down light of heaven all around in his form. Oh, would you blow 
encounter God and were inspired by this message today. To watch video of this message and other messages from Catch the Fire in Toronto, visit catchthefire.tv. Catch the Fire has churches, schools, events, missions and media all around the world. To find out more, visit catchthefire.com.